Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline as we're going to talk with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. Eric, how you been, buddy? Oh, I've been doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing extremely well. I know that uh, it's just weird times for everybody, but, uh, you know, hey, we muddle through, we figure out a new norm, and, and we go forward. At least we're talking about the possibility, uh, a very real possibility of football being played. But as much as I want to get into a year or two of Aaron Rodgers in the Matt LaFleur offense, uh, the question still remains, if they had to stop Kyle Shanahan's run offense in Mostert right now, could they? You know what I mean? First of all, i got a question for you before we get going. Yeah. So did you go and buy new pants, or did you just buy a smaller belt and cinch it up? Um, yes, to both. I, I bought a couple <laughs> of pairs of pants that are a little bit smaller, and I bought a couple of smaller belts, and uh, and yes. Yeah. So when I'm wearing regular pants, they they look like I'm you know smuggling throw pillows because uh, they're a little baggy on me. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, to go from two ninety to two thirty, that's a pretty drastic change, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm finding all the body parts I had lost, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> I know. So okay, so to get answer your question on that, it's it's can they stop that offense with the running game? Yes. And it's not based solely on personnel. I know everybody was excited. We got to get, you know, was it Griffin? We got to get all. We got to get a free agency. Everson Griffin, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the D line, the D lineman is the issue. It's the scheme that they were running, and it, and the linebacker was another part of the issue. So to break it down for you in a, the most simplistic manner is the outside on the line of scrimmage. And you know this because you're a tight end. The, out, the guy in the end man line scrimmage, the way that they scheme defenses, they will do one or two things. Either A, turn the ball upfield, or B, spill it to the outside. Meaning that they plug all the gaps. The only place that the, that the running back can go is around the end of the line, and you got linebackers and safeties and cornerbacks to go and clean up. Problem with what they played last year is if you – understand Mike or Mike's defense. His defense is about stopping the pass. His philosophy that you can fly faster than you can run. So it's about the, the outside guys on the line in his scrimmage really had very little responsibility on the run game. So they're kind of, you know, run was an afterthought. They go upfield, they see a guy, a color coming their way, they, you know, they take him on. So when I listen to what was and oh and then the linebacker part of it is if you're gonna run loosey-goosey on the end then your linebacker has to have speed to get to the alley 
So that gap between the tight end and the wide receiver, who's ever there, or split end, who's ever there, they got to be able to get there. They couldn't do that with the with the linebacker they had last year, and it showed up. And they had loosey goosey play on the outside. Put the you know, and you have an awesome play caller who designed plays. I mean, they ran run action run or play or pass action run, which I've never. I I, I mean, it's out there, but way they did it was amazing. They had everybody thinking it's passed, and all of a sudden, boom, it's run. So the way that, that they stopped this is to play better on the line, end line of line of scrimmage on first and second down, and hopefully one of the two linebackers or a linebacker slash safety hybrid is able to get to that alley. Can they do it? I think they can. I think going into it again, if they had to do this again, I think they're going to put more emphasis on being gap solid rather than just gap assured. What that means is gap assured is just, people use different terminology. Gap assured, you have a B gap and you're running through the B gap or your body needs to be in the B gap rather than a gap control where I am going to forcefully take over the B gap, constrict it down to the A gap so it's coming to me. Or I'm taking on two, an offensive line or you know, a center or a guard or a guard and tackle. You know, so those are more gap controls so you're cleaning up for your end man line of scrimmage and your linebacker. So Do you, I don't think it's a personnel issue. I think it was schemed 100%. Uh, do you think they have the personnel to run the scheme they want to run? Well, I think they did pretty good the rest of the season. I mean, they everybody talked about Dalvin Cook. And I, you know, going into that game um, at the end of the last season, when Minnesota came to town with Dalvin Cook, you know, he had a question mark there, and they – they were able to shut him down. Um, I think they did okay. I mean, again, their philosophy is we're gonna. You're not gonna, if you're gonna run on us, that's fine. You can run between the twenties, but you're not gonna throw anything over the top. And they pretty much were able to do that. So that was their philosophy, and it worked for a whole bunch of games for them last year. Um, where you know struggled a little bit against San Francisco because that guy just called a really good game, especially the playoff game. It was it was. Wow, the chess match there was awesome. That team got over, got all coached. What I heard this week from, because again, we can't go to any practices, is Matt Lafleur talking about how he spent extra time with the offense or the defense, made up some excuse, blah blah blah. What that tells me is he was spending time with educating the defense on how important it is, you know, as an offensive play caller. A lot of times those guys could probably be pretty good D coordinators because they know what blows up their plays. So him telling those guys, this is why, this is how, this is what, probably went in a lot into the, like, the extra time that he spent with them. And I would expect them to come out and change a little bit the way they run their defense on particular downs. Do you think that the secondary – um, and, and now, as much as I, I love the guys up, up front, when you talk about the ends of Preston Zedarius and obviously Kenny Clark, but do you think the secondary is capable? Because to me, if you don't have horses up front, you have to have secondary that can cover to allow the inadequacies up, adequacies up front to be able to get to the quarterback. Do you think they have enough in that secondary and enough depth in that secondary to be able to afford it? Because I think the secondary may be one of the top five to seven in football. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think they have one question mark, but everybody's secondary has a question mark at that nickel corner. There's no question about that. Now, what, whether they choose to, to slide Savage down there or if they're going to um, you know, find a guy that they can put there in their practices, 
um, I, I think they could be okay. I, I am, I'm still shocked that they haven't brought Williams back, but it is what it is. So they must feel pretty good about what they got there. I, I think at the corner spot, they're right up there with the best in the league. I don't have any issues there. And I think at the safety spot, they're pretty solid too. Um, I think the only question mark is the, is the cornerback or the, the nickel corner or dime corner, however you want to trade it. Um, so that to me is the only red flag that I see on, the, on there. And um, I, I think to answer your question about the horses up front, I think they get plenty of pressure with the two Smith boys. And, and I think you're going to see packages this year. Or at least I expect to see packages this year where they got – both those guys and Gary on the field. And that could be something that's pretty, pretty interesting to see on how that all goes out. But I mean, they get enough pressure. They're not asking their D tackles to go and sack guys. They're just asking their D tackles to collapse the pocket so that they, uh, the pursue on the outside gets them. And more importantly, all, all they really need to do, if, if they can do it the right way, is just get the quarterback to move off of this spot. As you know, the quarterback is, I'm in, this spot. I know where my gaps are up front, where I got to throw through the trees. I know where the defense is. Now all of a sudden you make a move a couple feet the other direction and the whole landscape changes. There's linebackers. You got to throw over the top of your tackle, et cetera, et cetera. So the whole deal is to get the quarterback to move off his spot. And then that brings down, you know, that, that makes it a lot easier for everybody's defensive backs. So I think they're okay. I don't. I don't. There's nothing there that's got any red flags for me, especially on the on the D line. Are they a bunch of all pro guys? No, I, I don't think so. But I think they're pretty darn good, and I and I think that they're good enough to get by. I mean, if you you have to pick your poison, you either are going to be a you know we're going to stop the pass, or we're going to stop the run, we're going to try, or, or you can try to do both, um, and that might get you into some trouble unless you have really really good personnel. Um, I think Amos is pretty good, but I wouldn't put him up there with like an Ed Reed, you know, someone mm-hmm. like that, um, or, you know, that can, can just take charge of, you know, hash to hash, but, and come up and fill on the run, you know, so I think they got to, they got to do with where, where their team is and what personnel they have. And um, really, it is designed to stop the pass on defense. And they, you know, they'll be all right on the run, but, you know, 20 to 20. You give up yards, a bend and don't break, I guess is what some people like to call it. But uh, who cares? You can't score a touchdown on the 25-yard line. Right. Hey, before I let you go, you mentioned Rashad Gary. You mentioned Montrevious Adams. Um, Boy, you're looking at some guys that this is kind of, I'm not going to say make or break years. Rashad Gary obviously still has some more time. But uh, with Montrevious Adams, a lot of expectations there, and he's – He's just been a snap guy at best. I mean, are you looking for this advancement? Are you looking for that jump? I know Rashad Gary, usually in that second year, you can get some jump, and we saw some bull rush out of him last year. But who are you looking for a jump out of? Well, here's both of those guys. And I think the the bigger of the two jump is going to happen with Gary because as the season progressed and as we even in the San Francisco game, one of the things with Gary was he was a one-trick pony, bull rush, bull rush, bull rush. As the season progressed, then you saw him do some different things, some arm unders and, and being able to work corners rather than working full man. I thought that was impressive. And then as you got further into the playoffs, especially the San Francisco game, you saw him setting up pass rushes. You saw him working counter moves, you know, showing inside rip and then coming back with an arm over across the outside and ripping underneath and spinning out of it. So I saw from him the combination of what you want to see 
from a from an edge edge pass rusher or any good pass rusher are going to have a move, a primary move. They're going to have a counter move, and then they're going to work the a move to set up their primary move. So to me, I saw I already saw some. Now he's going to have to increase his motor is going to have to turn up, and uh, hopefully, of all the stuff you saw on Twitter, he looked like he did a whole lot of work in the off season. Problem with Montradius Adams is he's a peaker, and sometimes it just you just can't fix it. Guys like to, and what I mean by that is, and you will know this when you were blocking at tight end, the guys like to stick their head up and see. They don't mm-hmm. trust their arm length. They don't trust getting their arms out in front of them and looking between the gap, other the shoulders of the guy and reading the defense. If you can't do that, you don't trust your eyes. You don't trust your feel. Like where the guys are trying to block you, you peak, and that's where he gets in trouble. He gets high, he gets his center of balance raises, and then he gets blocked. Those are things. Great stuff is always good stuff. Yep, great stuff as always. We appreciate it, Eric. We'll talk again soon. Finally got guys uh, in pads tomorrow, so uh, looking forward to a little bit of football. I know. I'm going to fly my drone overhead so I can watch a little bit. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. There you go. Eric Branchek at the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline drone. Not a bad idea. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.